morning to you. Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard, your host. Thank you very much for joining me this morning here. WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And I hope you are having a uh, a good day. Making it's you know it's not bad out there this morning. It's uh, it feels pretty nice. Warming up a few more degrees here later on. Not bad at all. Hope you get a chance to uh, get out and do a little outdoor recreating here. That would be a uh, a nice way to spend. When somebody, hopefully, you got all the Christmas gifts done. You know, you're all set, ready to go. So now you can just kind of like coast and and just <laughs> relax and let you know have some fun, enjoy it here on this. I'm sure we'll be. Uh, Crazy weekend around certain places. So, yeah, that's just nuts. Uh-uh. If you don't have to, eh, you're done. I'm Fortunately, I'm done. Uh, thank goodness. I just have to get a couple of, you know, some groceries for Christmas dinner. And that isn't going to take very long. And that won't be too. Otherwise, I'm free and clear. Other than, of course, being here. But that's okay. But yeah, it's going to be a nice day here. Next uh, couple of days, or well, next several days are going to be pretty nice. Boy, I can't wait for that. Nice to get out there. I, you know, my buddy Jeff and I are making plans to get out and do a little, uh, little ice fishing. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that rain won't materialize, materialize later in the week. <laughs> so that. Uh, but otherwise, no. It's going to be uh, going to be good. And, and fortunate, and, and it looks like from things here. Um, I spoke to Jared up at Fat Cat up in Trempolo there, and uh, it, it was a little tough earlier this week. Uh, I don't know if it was just the the weather coming through or something. Um, but uh, yeah, the bite was kind of kind of rough, and now uh, now it seems like it's starting to pick up again. Um, and boy, I tell you what, if you want to. Uh, this is the time if if you want to get out and do some northern fishing, get those tip ups out and uh, and get them in uh, get them in the hole there, because there's uh, a good northern bite going on right now. And hey, take, take your you know, shiners, whatever, uh, good sized minnows, they'll uh, they'll bring them in. That'll work. Um, but yeah, otherwise uh, the fishing is uh, is starting to pick up a little bit. Um, and I'll talk about ice here in just a, a moment here, but uh, yeah, the bluegill bite. Uh, I, I don't. Know, I'm not sure what the uh, there uh, has been. Jarrett was saying it's been kind of tough the last uh, several days. Anyway, they're real picky, um, but you know that happens from time to time. I guess. I, again, I don't know if it was just the the weather coming through here or, or what, but. Uh, um, Said uh, if you if you are headed out, uh, make sure you bring plenty of different colors along because they can be pretty finicky and you know and and I've talked about this on the show before as well that you know one day you know white will work and the next day it's like okay I'm all set I got white I'm ready and nothing change it to, to orange or something yeah then it works who knows that's just the way they are. Speaking of colors, anyway, he was saying that uh, um, the perch bite is pretty decent. They're biting on orange uh, and crop your pink. 
I, you know, who knows? It's just one of those uh, finicky little things that, you know, that's what makes it interesting about fishing. You got to figure those things out sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't matter a bit, you know. Early in the season, you know, it doesn't, you know, the fish are hungry and, and you know, it's just sometimes now apparently we've hit that spot where they just get, they start to get more finicky. Which takes, you know, it's like, no, nah, I want to catch you guys. Just you know, anyway. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, and there's still a few diehards. Jerry was saying it's like um, the landings are open. Uh, below the dams, so guys are headed out there and uh, catching some walleye. Wasn't really sure, hadn't really heard too much in the way of uh, of sizes or anything like that, or you know, um, what they were using. But uh, but yeah, there's guys out there in boats. I wouldn't be uh, I, I'm wouldn't be surprised if I headed up uh, headed up by Dresback here out to the interstate later on today and saw a few boats hanging out below the dam there and. Certainly uh, up by Trempolo, and I would guess, you know, by Alma and those places as well, if there's uh, those landings are open. And I'm guessing they, they you know, uh, there's got to be at least some of them open anyway, just for the simple reason that, I mean, we had this warm snap in there, but yeah, it's like, and, and I mentioned, it's like, you know what, I bet some of those guys don't even care if they can, you know, they'd like to catch fish, sure, of course, what do you mean, you know, it's like, you're not going to go out there and. But it's like, hey, this is this is like a bonus. This is bonus time. It's like December twenty second, Upper Mississippi. I'm out on a boat, you know, fishing, and it's not bad, you know. It's like, yeah, that's a that's when you you put in the the can. It's like this was a good day. Might only catch a couple fish, but hey, this was a good. I got out on a boat December twenty second. <laughs> you know, I mean that's. Gotta like that, you know. It's, it's, there aren't a lot of times when, and I was thinking about this yesterday. It's like normally, you know, go to Christmas Eve services, uh, you know, on the twenty fourth. I mean, and it always seems like it is just absolutely frigid cold that day. Doesn't matter, you know. It could be fifty the day before and fifty the day after, but Christmas Eve, it's like I don't know why, but this year, no, not bad at all. Supposed to be thirty four on Monday. No, that's uh, that'll be nice sunshine. Not going to complain about that. So yeah, you know, I I understand that. It's like get out in the boat and away you go. Go catch some fish. That sounds pretty good for maybe a Christmas Eve meal. Some fresh walleye. I, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Not at all. Nothing wrong with that. But, uh, you know, and, and just to kind of uh, switch gears a little bit here, um, you know, I asked him about, you know, what, what he's hearing for ice conditions, you know, and, and saying it's okay. Um, you know, and if you drive around, you know, you see there's a lot of just, you know, water on top of that ice, which isn't necessarily the greatest thing for it in the world. But, um and he brought up the point too, and I, I think it's perfectly valid that, um, and I, I, I agree with them. You know that, you know, we had that cold snap, and it made some pretty good ice. Um, 
and it was, you know, it's good solid thick ice. Um, and it, and it's, you know, sometimes, you know, early in the season, you get that, the, 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 the freeze and the thaw and the, you know, and you just kind of get that the ice isn't as dense as it should be or could be. But, you know, I think we've got some good ice out there. It was saying about, you know, four to eight inches on, uh, on round Lake and up on long Lake. Um, but again, it, you know, there are some thin spots up there, especially around some of those, uh, uh, and, and it, it's not just those particular bodies either, but you know, there's other, you know, Lake on Alaska or, you know, any, any kind of a lake, um, you know, is going to have these little springs that are bubbling up and. Those are the places that you really need to watch out for here, with especially since we, you know, got the rain and, and it gets it from both sides. So, just need to be uh, need to be really careful out there. You know, take along a spud, uh, take along your safety gear, your ice picks, and things like that. Heaven forbid you fall in. Um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was it last weekend? Uh, a gentleman over in Minnesota on a pond or something like that, but I think it was an aerated pond um, had fallen through and unfortunately lost his life. Um, but uh, so yeah, you just need to be you know very aware of those things. The other thing too, uh, with all this water out there, it makes it slicker than snot. I think that's a technical term, but man, it you know if you've ever Walked on ice that is wet, you know what I mean. If it's got water on top of it, that who? So make you know if you haven't swing swing by, pick you know wherever you can and, and you know pick up some spikes, some you know shoe for your your boots or shoes, and um, make sure that uh, yeah you got something. You know maybe use that spud as a walking stick or something and. Cause it, and that hurts. <laughs> having, having done that, having fallen on the ice, there isn't much give there. Unfortunately, the give is me. But uh, um, yeah, it 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 gets to be pretty slick out there. So great for sliding the sled around, but a little treacherous for walking. So just you know, be careful if you're you're headed out there, and uh, yeah, it's. Not a lot of fun. But hey, you know what? Fish are biting. Get out there, you know, as long as you're safe, get out and enjoy it. Have some fun with it. Coming up in just, I'm going to take a break here in just a couple of moments here. Uh, but coming up, I'm going to shift gears just a little bit anyway and, and talk about, uh, well, another pursuit of fishing anyway. Uh, this time on Trout Streams. I had the chance to speak to Matt Wagner down at the Driftless Angler the other day, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, wintertime ice fishing. Wintertime ice. Wintertime trout fishing. Uh, so thinking about ice fishing right now. Um, but yeah, we had a chance to talk about, you know, the, the stream conditions and what to do, what to use. Um, pretty good interview. Always, uh, always enjoy talking to Matt. So that's coming up in just a couple of moments. Uh, other fishing news, things like that between now and 9 o'clock. So stick around. I'm going to take a break, come back in just a couple of moments as WKTY Outdoors continues 
on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. It's 821. Think of it. Neighbors can be friendly, but you prefer them further away. You're looking for something more quiet, more relaxing, room to stretch out, absorbing the vibrant colors of all four seasons. Talk to Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors. Plan for hunting, farming, or that perfect country home you imagine every time you hear your neighbors. Whatever you're looking for, Tony can seek it out. Get the plot of land you've always wanted and can finally afford. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. It's the time of year outdoorsmen begin to lose their patience. Deer and duck hunting is over and the boat is in storage. The ice angler knows what time it is. It's time to fire up the jiffy, find the tip-ups, and line the jig poles. It's time to hit the frozen pond. Before you do, stop at Fat Cat Bait and Fishing in Trempolo. Jim and his crew have locally made jigs, lures, and live bait to outfit any ice angler. Jim's local fishing knowledge along with healthy live bait keeps fishermen in the game year after year. Fat Cat Bait and Fishing opens 6 a.m. seven days a week. Mainstream Trempolo or at Fat Cat Bait.com. Technology is your middle name. You crush it when explaining digital advertising in terms everyone can understand. Midwest Digital Marketing, a full-service certified Google partner agency, is adding to our full-time sales staff in lacrosse. We need you to have fun helping people with digital challenges so they can increase their bottom line. In turn, you make a respectable living with secure benefits. Learn about our witty group at MidwestFamilyMarketing.com, an equal opportunity employer. Breaking Benjamin, live in concert, Saturday, March 23rd, Lacrosse Center Arena, with special guests, Skillet, Under Oath, and Fight the Fury. Tickets on sale now at the Lacrosse Center box office or Ticketmaster.com. New album, Ember, available now. The traditional light bulb, a groundbreaking invention in 1879. Other groundbreaking ideas from that time, the whalebone corset, the pedal-operated submarine, and the two-story outhouse. We've come a long way since then. It's time our light bulbs did the same. Visit energysavers.gov and learn about energy-saving light bulbs. See, these new bulbs are more efficient than the old ones, like a text message is more efficient than a carrier pigeon. They last longer, too, like how we humans last longer now that doctors use antibiotics instead of leeches. And they cut down on our energy costs, because in our own groundbreaking age of aeroplanes and moving pictures, we deserve a light bulb that saves us some cash. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. WKTY 96.7 FM 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It's 824. I'm Kevin Millar. Thank you very much for joining me on the program today. WKTY Outdoors, by the way, is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. Right now, uh, I'm thinking about uh, thinking about heading south. 
Southwest, I guess, a little bit. Yeah, talking a little bit about uh, maybe trout fishing down in Iowa. And had the chance to talk to Matt Wagner uh, down at the Driftless Angler in Viroqua the other day. And uh, we were talking a little bit about, uh, I guess, kind of all things. We cover a lot of topics here. Uh, but, you know, sort of all things as it relates to winter trout fishing. And for those of you that don't know, um, Wisconsin is closed, at least for the next couple of weeks anyway, um, and has been for now a couple of months. But um, Minnesota has got some streams open, and uh, Iowa is year-round trout fishing. So, and eh, that's not, a, you know, what is that, a half-hour drive or so? You know, I mean, certainly within 45 minutes, an hour, you're on streams from here, which, hey, you know what? Not bad. And I mean, you know, look at the weather that we've got. I mean, it's pretty darn nice. Not bad at all for uh, for being out there. But anyway, uh, if you've never experienced it, Matt and I talk a little bit about uh, uh, some of the different things you need to keep in mind when it comes to trout fishing uh, in you know, some similarities to if trout fishing during the regular, the normal season, uh, the green season, as, as it were. Um, although I guess right now with this weather, it's more like <laughs> brown, tan, um, things only, not a lot of white, but anyway. Uh, so anyway, here is that interview with Matt Wagner, of the, Matt Wagner of the Driftless Angler, talking about winter trout fishing on WKTY Outdoors. Speaking now with Matt Wagner from the Driftless Angler down in Viroqua. Good morning, Matt. Uh, how are things in the shop this morning? Well, it's uh, it's a little cold in the shop, but other than that, it's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a little cold outside as well, but uh, uh, and that's the and that's the reason why we're uh, why we're talking uh, right now. We're talking uh, winter trout fishing, uh, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to chat with me about that. Obviously, uh, we're not talking about fishing uh, fishing in Wisconsin. Um, but, uh, there's still, uh, not that far a drive away to, uh, to get to some, uh, some great quality streams and some great quality fish. Yeah, absolutely. The Wisconsin season's closed, but over in Iowa, they're open 365 days a year. And then select streams in Minnesota are actually open for catch and release fishing through the winter. Uh, but, you know, all joking aside, it's not that cold out. No. And looking at the forecast specifically for this weekend, it's pushing almost 40 degrees on Saturday and Sunday. Should be some phenomenal winter conditions out there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about... Uh, for for maybe you know for for maybe some folks that that haven't uh, done winter trout fishing, how big are the other than the temperature of course? Uh, how big are the differences between what the fish do, what they're eating, and and, and things along those lines uh, compared to uh, you know the spring and summer uh, and early fall? With water temperatures being lower in the wintertime, fish are going to be a bit more sluggish compared to the peak of season when they're super active and we have a bunch of bugs hatching and whatnot. Temperature really plays the key in the wintertime. You want to make sure that you're fishing a rising water temperature. Uh, so that means you don't have to get up early, which is always a good thing. Yes. Uh, you get out there at about 9 or 10 o'clock, and you'll fish until about 3 or 4 o'clock. Again, trying to catch that water temperature as it's rising throughout the day. A thermometer is an indispensable tool for fishing this time of year. 
The reason we shut off early in that uh, in that early afternoon, or excuse me, or late afternoon or early evening, is once snowmelt starts getting into the stream, that's like throwing ice cubes in the water. That will stop that temperature rise and even cause the temperature to drop a little bit. And once that happens, it's like somebody flipped a switch and fishing pretty much shuts off. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And 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 you 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 mentioned the hatches and things like that as well. What? Uh, how big are the hatches? I'm assuming they're they're greatly reduced compared to the the, the spring and summer months. But uh, there are hatches, though. Yes, absolutely. In the winter time, your major hatch are going to be midges. The teeny tiny, it's a size 16 to a size 22, black-bodied fly. Uh, the really tiny ones you see flying around. They'll typically start to pop at around 12:30 or so. Again, hitting that peak water temperature, mm-hmm. and they'll last for an hour or two, depending on conditions. And it really can be one of the more consistent dry fly fisheries throughout the entire season, just because it's so condensed that, you know, the fish will pick up on them and they'll, uh, they'll really become selective to them. And it can be a lot of fun. And, 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 and yeah, I guess I'm guessing too. Yeah. It's uh, the, the, the fish are, are uh, more conditioned to see those smaller patterns, those smaller midge patterns as well. And, and obviously the selection isn't there for them to, uh, uh, to eat as well uh, compared to the summertime. Exactly, yeah. They, they have a choice of eating cheeseburgers or cheeseburgers, so they're, they're going to choose the cheeseburgers, and in this case, the midgets this time of year. And now, and you were talking about the dry flies, is there, a, what, uh, what are you seeing as far as uh, wet fly use this time of year? Subsurface fishing, we're going to do as best as we can to match the subsurface hatch, so to speak. So we fish a lot of midge larvae, small, thin-bodied dark flies that we roll along the bottom, they're prolific in any trout stream really across the world. So, you know, a few good midge patterns are always good to have. Uh, but we'll fish those small patterns. And then, oddly enough, we can do very well this time of year fishing smaller leeches, woolly buggers, and even streamers. However, knowing that the metabolisms of the fish are slow, they're not going to chase, they're not going to expend a lot of energy swimming after things, we'll actually dead drift these patterns and just twitch them every once in a while. So something like a bunny strip leech with a bead head on there, throw it under an indicator or just kind of tight line it and twitch it every once in a while so that material moves and wiggles can be an excellent way to catch wintertime fish. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you said that the, the fish really aren't going to chase those uh, chase those flies down. Uh, so obviously accuracy is, is, is very important uh, uh, this time of year as well. Correct, yes. Yep, accuracy is important. The one thing that we have is anglers going for us in the wintertime most of the time, the fish are going to be pooled up in kind of the deeper runs and deeper pools where they don't have to swim against the current, where they have a little bit warmer water. You know, in theory, the deeper the water, the warmer the water is going to be. Mm-hmm. And another thing to keep in mind when you're chasing fish in the winter is to look for springs. Any place that you know in the summertime that you fish very well, that the spring comes in because it's cooling the water in the summertime, it's actually going to warm the water in the wintertime. That groundwater is going to be significantly warmer than the stream temperature, so fish will definitely congregate around springs and seeps in the wintertime. Okay. Another place to, uh, uh, to keep in mind as well. Uh, and uh, so you're not looking, you know, you're not looking in those, those currented areas, the, the riffles and things like that uh, for, for your fish. You're looking for that, that calm water that, uh, uh, that's, that's going to be maybe your, the, the first places you check out. Correct, exactly, yeah. The, the runs in the pools below the riffles are going to be where the vast majority of your wintertime fish are found and caught. Okay, all right. And do you uh, recommend any uh, different uh, types of, of gear for, uh, for wintertime trout fishing? 
The nice thing is, is we don't really have to switch gear up. Um, however, I always keep what I call a winter fly line. When it okay. gets really cold and the, the line starts to freeze in the eyelets of the fly rod, that can actually tear up your fly line. Uh, so I'll keep an older fly line that might be on its last legs, and, and uh, I'll keep that one aside. And in the wintertime, I'll put that one on just in case it does get beat up a little bit in the ice. You're not sacrificing the brand new fly line. Mm-hmm. Okay. But really, you don't need any, any uh, I, I, and, and uh, I've, I, you know, with ice fishing, there's ice line and things like that. There's really no, mm-hmm. uh, nothing designed for winter or cold water uh, trout fishing, no fly lines for that that I'm aware of anyway. Nope. Nope, not at all. It's it's really not necessary in the fly fishing world, so you don't have to reinvest in new equipment for uh, for the winter time fishing. Okay, and and obviously some insulated waders would be helpful too. I'm guessing. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Hand warmers and uh, a thermos of coffee goes a long way this time of year. Oh, I know what I was going to ask as well. Um, as far as uh, uh, obviously in this. The, during the, the spring and summer and fall months, if, you, know, you have to be rather stealthy to when approaching the fish. How does that, uh, if the fish are a little bit more sluggish and lethargic, maybe in the uh, cold weather months, uh, how you know how does that how do you how do you approach a stream? Uh, do you have to do anything different uh, this time of year? No, not necessarily. You have a little bit of edge in that the fish aren't going to be as spooky, uh, but they're still instinctive creatures. So if they see a lot of movement, if they see uh, a lot of shadow, they're going to spook. The other thing to keep in mind is that when they're looking for that edge in stealth, your background plays a really important role right now. As I'm looking out the window and I'm fishing on the creek, there's a lot of white in the background. So mm-hmm. if we're wearing our browns and our olive drabs and whatnot in the wintertime, we actually stand out and cast a bigger shadow to a trout's vision. So wearing a lighter-colored shirt or lighter-colored jacket this time of year is not a bad idea in terms of blending in. However, it's not normally something that you have to you know, get on hands and knees and crawl because the fish are really opportunistic. Uh, they want to feed when they can feed. They have a very narrow window of time. So they're a little less spooky than they are in the, in the spring, summer, and fall. Okay. All right, uh, that's uh, that's that's good to know. That that improves my odds a little bit, anyway. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, what else do you uh, you know for someone who who might be uh, interested in in trying this? What else do you uh, do you recommend for uh, for anglers uh, who who want to head out to the streams this time of year? Well, again, the main thing to keep in mind is always carry a thermometer with you. As long as that water temperature is rising or staying stable, you're in good shape. Once it starts going down, the fishing is going to shut off on you. And in the wintertime, it's a good idea to cover a bit more ground than you normally would. And if you have your four favorite spots on your on your favorite creek over in Iowa or Minnesota, uh, and the first spot is not producing, go to the second spot. It might have an extra spring or seep at the bottom of the hole, and, and you'll find that happier pot of fish. So putting a few extra miles on, uh, on the wading boots or even in the car driving from spot to spot is not a bad idea. It's really all about finding that perfect mix of water temperature and happy fish, which isn't always in the most obvious spot that you would fish in the spring or the summer. Okay, and what is what's the one thing that uh, what's what's one thing that that you enjoy uh, a lot about uh, winter trout fishing that uh, that maybe you don't get to enjoy or experience during the uh, the warmer weather months? Well, the one thing that winter has going for it, actually there are many things winter has going for it is it's very quiet typically uncrowded. There is zero bankside vegetation to catch your fly line. We don't have, you know, the, the weeds and the shrubs and the brush all grown up there. 
uh, as well as it, it can be an easy time to actually spot dry fly fish. If the hatch is on, the fish are going to be feeding on them. It's one of my favorite times to fish dry flies is the winter. Okay. Great. Well, that's uh, that's uh, that that's good to hear. Uh, now, let's uh, if if you don't mind, Matt, I'd like to to shift gears just a, a little bit uh, and and mm-hmm. talk uh, a little bit about uh, a couple of things. You now you guide during the winter months as well. So let's let's talk a little bit about if people are interested, how can they they reach out to you and uh, uh, find out about guiding as well? All of that information is on our website at driftwithangler.com. And we do guide throughout the entire winter time uh, over in Iowa, obviously. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, uh, just in the last three years now, the Wisconsin season has extended to where we're open the first Saturday in January for catch and release trout fishing in Wisconsin, which is right around the corner here. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, it's only a, only a few weeks away, and I'm sure a lot of folks are anxious to uh, uh, anxious for January to, to roll around here, that's for sure. So. If if the January weather stays like it is right now, there's quite a few people out there fishing on Oprah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Now, hey, I, I did want to touch base with you on a, a couple of other things, and, and uh, talked mm-hmm. a little bit about this yesterday. You just got back uh, from a trip to Patagonia as well, um, and now obviously that is a uh, completely different experience than, than fishing uh, fishing the streams around here. One, it's obviously a lot warmer down there than it is here at the moment, so. Uh, but mm-hmm. let's let's talk a little bit about that. I mean that that had to have been uh, one of those just memorable trips of a of a lifetime for you. Oh, absolutely, positively, it is an absolutely gorgeous place. Uh, the nice thing about fishing down there, and we actually do a hosted trip. We'll have details on that. Uh, we'll be taking people in in December or January uh, down to Patagonia to fish with the shop. Uh, the nice thing about Patagonia that a lot of people don't realize is the variety of fishing that they have there. They have a handful of rivers that are, you know, for, for lack of a better term, they're rivers uh, that you can catch a pile of fish and have a really good time on. And then you can drive a couple hours north of there and get to really tough technical spring creeks where you can catch 20-inch-plus brown trout. You'll only get two or three of them to eat your fly a day on, on little beetles and foam terrestrials. And like you said, we were down there, and, the, you know, there are birds in the air singing, the flowers are blossoming, and... Uh, uh, 70 and 80 degrees in January, December, January. It's not a bad thing. No, not a not super, a super super. Yeah. No, that's uh, that that sounds great. And and uh, yeah, if if and it, it will, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, uh, if, go to the uh, go to your website and uh, or check out your Facebook page uh, as well and uh, uh, take a look at some of those those photos and information on uh, on those trips because that uh, that does look like uh, that that would just be an incredible experience down there. Absolutely, positively. It's a gorgeous place uh, with incredible scenery. The outfitter we work with has been at this for decades, uh, and they take care of every little detail. It is, like you said, the, the trip of a lifetime and uh, and one that you should experience if you're able. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, the last thing I'm going to touch base with you on as well, uh, and, and I really like this here. I I, I, uh, I was telling a friend about this the other day. You guys have this, the, the, the Fly of the Month Club as well, or Flies of the Month Club, I guess, is uh, maybe. Yeah. And, and talk a little bit about that. That sounds like a great Christmas gift to me, actually. So. Sure, sure. We've had a, quite a few people, uh, you know, we haven't really announced this or done it publicly before, uh, but instead of having to visit the shop for your flies, for your supplies, 
What we're doing this year is if you buy into the Fly of the Month Club, you get a dozen flies custom-picked by our guide staff and uh, my wife and I, the owners, uh, to fit our fishery specifically, the driftless, for that season. Uh, so, you know, starting in January, running through October, in January we're going to get a lot of the midges and the smaller leases that we talked about today. You know, and as the hatches change, the season change, the conditions change, you're going to get a dozen flies picked out specifically for our fishery, for our conditions, and they're not going to be your standard stock patterns. So you don't expect to get uh, half a dozen feed head pheasant tails and hares ears. It's all the really cool, funky stuff that our guide staff ties, that, uh, you know, our guide staff fishes, and some things that you probably never would have thought of before. So you can kind of expand your fly box and, uh, you know, with what you think about fishing the driftless. Uh, delivered right to your door each month. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's a great idea for the holidays. Very cool. Very cool. And and you can find out all the details again on uh, the driftlessangler.com. Well, Matt, I, I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to chat with me this morning on uh, on winter trout fishing and uh, looking forward to uh, to getting out on the streams here in uh, Iowa and Minnesota and, and soon to be in Wisconsin as well. And, uh, again, thank you so much, and uh, I want to wish you, uh, uh, you and your family the, the best of uh, the holiday season here. Thank you very much to you and all the listeners as well, and we, we encourage you to get outdoors this weekend. Even if it's not fishing, it's, it's going to be gorgeous. All right. Sounds good. Well, take care, Matt, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Kevin. Take care. Yep. And that is uh, Matt Wagner from the Driftless Angler down in Viroqua. Yeah, good stuff. Always, uh, always enjoyable to talk to Matt. Always come away with uh, always something new when it comes to fly fishing and trout fishing. Nice, yeah. Check it and those that fly thing is fly. It's pretty cool, no doubt about it. It is eight forty-two. We take a short break and come back with more of WKTY Outdoors in just a few moments on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. It's coming up on 843. We've got cloudy skies, 28 degrees in the cross, headed for a high of around 33 later on today. Everybody needs space. Your ideas need space. Space to grow, to go from a concept you have to a thriving business. Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors can help you find that space. Right now, he can help you get into leasing a 4,800-square-foot heated warehouse with offices in La Crosse. The right amount of room to fulfill your dream of your own business. Whatever you're looking for, Tony can seek it out. Get the location you've always wanted and can finally afford. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Listen, as a hiring manager, I've got to tell you, the best job candidate isn't always the typical candidate. Sometimes they're a grad of life. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. Sometimes the best candidates aren't the ones you're used to. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. 
Making our clients famous is what we are all about. Midwest Family Broadcasting. Famous in the sense that... People know who you are, what you do. When we meet with a new business, our goal is to learn and listen. To make you a a famous local brand name. The way Midwest Family Broadcasting makes people famous is by truly uncovering their story. We have a whole strategy that we use, digging deep into who that business really is. How people got started with the business, why they're doing what they're doing, the passion that they have. What's your dream? What's your vision of your future of your company? It's being famous with a purpose. There's nothing more important to us than our advertisers' success. And that's why it is so awesome to have these great success stories. Just call one of our current clients and ask. Your systematic solution for measurable advertising results. Midwest Family Broadcasting. Midwest Family Broadcasting. Ninety-six seven FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Uh, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. Talk to my buddy Mike Cost over the break. He was kind enough to call in and wish me a happy holiday. And certainly, I'm back at you, Mike. It's good to hear from you. We usually give each other grief about uh, the Packers and Vikings, and <clears throat> usually I'm pretty good at uh, <laughs> handing it out. Uh, this year, no, <laughs> it just is. Uh, oh well, that's uh, that's the way things go. But hey, you know what? We got the Packer game tomorrow for you here on WKTY. Uh, the pregame coverage gets underway at ten o'clock noon kickoff, as. Uh, <sighs> as they get to set to take on the, uh, the Jets here. So uh, looking for at least one more in the W column anyway. Mm. We'll see. But anyway, everything gets underway at 10 o'clock tomorrow here with uh, Green Bay Packer football on WKTY. Oh, hey, shoot, I was going to mention this too when I was doing the fishing report, when I uh, talking about Jared or whatever, uh, and Fat Cat Bait, one of the sponsors of the show here. And uh, just... Um, with the holiday here, with Christmas and everything, um, they've got their regular hours uh, Christmas Eve here, just uh, so you know, according to Jared, anyway, and and then Christmas Day they will be uh, they will be closed. So if you want to get your bait, you want to go out fishing Christmas Day, make sure you get your stuff ahead of time. So swing in there and pick things up up in uh, up in Tremplo there. Yeah, it's nice stuff. That's a that is a nice store. There is no doubt about it. Right uh, right in downtown Tremplo there and. Swing on through, pick your stuff up, head on over uh, to the lakes there, or heck, bring the boat at this point. Because I can't imagine it's going to be, you know, looking at the forecast here, I can't imagine that it's going to be, you know, ice up too awful much here. Um, so get the boat out. If, if, if you haven't truly put it away for the winter yet, you still got you still have some opportunities. Like I said earlier, it's and there's guys out there that are that are doing it. That's that's great to hear. 
That's uh, always something you generally don't see an awful lot of this time of year, in this part of December anyway, in uh, in Wisconsin and Minnesota. And every it seems like every few years we get get you know I mean you know get this warmer stretch of weather around Christmas time and everything, and not all the time, certainly not, but every once in a while. And uh, just want to mention uh, some fishing news here too. I was, uh, and I, I mentioned this earlier uh, that um, about the ice conditions and things like that. Uh, and th- yeah, this was, uh, and, and I managed to find that article that I or that I was thinking about anyway. That uh, um, a 73 year old man uh, up near Edgar in Marathon County uh, unfortunately passed away from uh, after he fell through the ice anyway, and. Uh, it was a uh, a pond on private property in Marathon County. Um, one of the TV stations up there report that family members found the man's cell phone near a hole in the ice on Sunday. Uh, they believe he'd been ice fishing. And then uh, the Marathon County dive team uh, recovered the body on Sunday evening, uh, again, from that pond. So um, it doesn't say, the article doesn't say whether or not the pond was aerated. Um, may or may not have been, but... You just have to, you know, may have been, may have been a spring there or something, something in there that, you know, some of those ponds do have aeration and uh, that's just something you need to, uh, you need to be very careful of as well. Um, And as a matter of fact, uh, this week, the DNR, Minnesota DNR uh, sent out a, a news release anyway regarding winter aeration systems and the dangers around them anyway. Because certainly, uh, it's you know can be very very dangerous for folks and uh, pets. You know, you got your dog running around, um, and certainly create plenty of weak ice that you may or may not be able to tell. You know, some places you can. Um, right now, I don't know how bad it. You know, you it might be a little easier to see because there's no snow cover. But you know, you get you get some snow and you, know, you get something like this. Um, but I mean, you know, and, and the aeration systems make sense, you know, to prevent winter kill from, uh, adding oxygen to a body of water. And, um, in certain situations here, the DNR says to protect shorelines from ice damage, um, they're generally operated from the time the lakes freeze until the ice breaks up in the spring. And it says here about 280 lakes in Minnesota will have aeration systems on them this winter. Um, but, uh, you know, just be aware of those sorts of things. If, uh, you know, you're headed out, you know, stop by your bait shop and, and just check, you know, ask, it's like any of them, you know, that might be down the list. I can see, you know, it's like, Hey, what's biting and things like that. And what's working, but, you know, ask about the ice conditions, you know, I'll let you know if their lakes are. Aerated, there might be signs around as well, which is probably a good thing to, uh, you know, check out when you're at the landings if you're going out that way as well. So, but yeah, you just need to need to be careful there. Certainly, like I said, you know, some of those places, you know, if there's snow on there, I, yeah, definitely hard to see. 
It is 8.52. I'm going to take another break and be back in just a couple of moments to wrap up WKTY Outdoors for this Saturday. So stick around. More coming up in just a couple of moments on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Hi, I'm Joe from ShipShape Car Wash. For $14.99 a month, we'll keep your second largest investment, your vehicle, clean. You heard me right, $14.99 a month. That's two washes, and the rest of the month is free. ShipShape Car Wash, across from Festival Foods in Onalaska. $14.99 a month. Your car is a clean it's ShipShape. She tossed the keys on the kitchen table and sank down on the couch in satisfaction. A sip of wine, and Amanda knew she had a good day. She used her noodle and helped a small business grow, a small business run by a small family with small kids that can go to college one day. That's what Amanda had a hand in, and with a quiet smile on her face, she knows she gets to do that all over again tomorrow. There's something kind of cool about a job where you get to do that. Instead of running around with a briefcase selling people things they don't need, Amanda gets to help small businesses be better businesses, successful businesses. If that itch to help is in you, you might be the next Amanda, the next person we choose to bring on in our sales and marketing department at Midwest Family Broadcasting. Email Teresa Tim and tell her all about yourself. Teresa T. at MWFbroadcasting.com. Midwest Family Broadcasting. We're an equal opportunity employer. Jenny bought a brand new car from Clayson Buick GMC and then promptly moved to Arizona. But that's okay. They still talk when she has an issue or a question about the car. She often calls Clayson first before going to her new local dealership. Just goes to show you, customers love working with Clayson. Try them out. You'll love them too. Experience the Clayson difference at ClaysonBuickGMC.com. I'm Tom. At the end of the day, we really like our customers. We're kind of weird that way. I am Samantha Fortune. I work at Five Star Telecom. And I'm Jim from SignPro. We have a lot of stuff that we are working with them on. One of the things is those big floor displays for our business expo signage. But, you know, SignPro does more than just... Signs? Banners? Trade show displays? Yes. They've also done the floor pull-up banners. Vehicle wraps? Yes. They've done our vehicle wrap. They do even on, like... Five-gallon buckets. We do five-gallon buckets? It's in the works. (laughs) It's to get people to your booth. Otherwise, people are just going to walk past you. When you walk by the five-star telecom booth, you're drawn in. And when I call there, I get a live person. So call SignPro and talk to a real sign professional. Might even be me. Even if it's Jim, I'm okay with that. (laughs) Go to a pro. SignPro. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. It is 8.56. Got a few minutes left to go in the program here. I was talking earlier certainly about uh, the uh, the decent fishing conditions out there right now. And 
just uh, looking a little a little further down south uh, uh, anyway, you know, past Stoddard, past Genoa, and uh, down in that neck of the woods anyway, that uh, the fishing is uh, is is decent. Um, ice is, you know, there's about five inches of ice according to the reports anyway, and but yeah, it again same same sort of situations. You know, I'm sure some of the backwater areas might be a little thicker, might be a little thinner. Just uh, just be careful out there. But the fishing is, uh, you know, starting to pick up once again. Um, guys are are doing some uh, all right walleye fishing out there, uh, especially again below the you know the lock and dams. You know, you got Genoa, you got uh, Lynxville down that way as well. I'm sure there's. Uh, Plenty of open water there, and I don't honestly know for sure, but I'm going to just kind of make that assumption anyway. It's further south. It's closer to the equator. I'll just go with that. <laughs> something something like that anyway. But, yeah, you know, um, and catching walleyes with just uh, just vertical jigging. A little uh, jig and minnow combination. And... You know, decent-sized minnow and get some walleye, catch some soccer. Nothing wrong with that. Perch bite is uh, is doing okay as well. Um, bluegill, again, you know, it's still I, it just kind of to the region anyway. It, they're a little a little finicky right now, but um, and hopefully you know you can find some of the find some of the bigger ones. Um, that's always a uh, always a good thing. Um, and again, the Northern bite, if you can, uh, you know, you get the tip ups and things like that, same deal. They're catching a few down there too. Um, again, shiners, um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, those are going to be the places that you want to check out. And again, you know, looking for decent ice there, um, you know, your backwaters, uh, your sloughs, things like that, um, one place, and I hadn't thought about this, like marina areas as well, where there's docks and places like that. Um, you know, those are going to be places that you want to uh, check the ice out at. Because usually, for the most part, there you know, ice around those places is is pretty decent. Um, so, again, places to uh, check out. Get out there and enjoy it. The weather's going to be nice the next several days. Let's uh, let's have some fun and do some outdoor recreating. I want to thank Matt Wagner from the Driftless Angler for joining me on the program today, and I certainly want to thank you very much for listening uh, to WKTY Outdoors. And as we uh, wrap up, I certainly want to wish uh, you and your family the very best of the Christmas season and a happy new year. I hope you have a uh, a blessed holiday season. Family, friends, have some good times. Maybe get some new fishing tackle. Sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah. We'll do it again next Saturday here. We'll wrap up WKTY Outdoors for 2018 next Saturday with another show for you. So until then, have yourself a great holiday season, and we'll see you next Saturday on WKTY Outdoors. Merry Christmas. We're station for sports. Get up. Get out of here. Go. WKTY Lacrosse, 96.7 FM.